Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how you can use simple math to turn the table on addictive apps with help from author David Sumter. You'll also learn about how black holes can make us see multiple versions of the same thing. Let's satisfy some curiosity. From what we see on social media to how mobile phone games keep us playing, it seems like algorithms run our lives. But today's guest says there's a way we can turn the tables on them, and we can do it with mathematics. David Sumter is a professor of applied mathematics at the University of Uppsala in Sweden and the author of multiple books, including his latest, The Ten Equations That Rule the World and How You Can Use Them Too. And he told us about how math can make us happier people. We hear about math, so you know, this game theory and trying to sort of get one over other people. But think about it just for your, your own life. You want to be more confident in, in the decisions you make. You want to find ways of rewarding yourself in, in different ways. So another example I have in the book, and this one is actually quite personal to me because my wife plays a lot of Pokemon Go and she does it partly because she has chronic pain. So she's had pain for a long period of time and it just sort of takes her mind off the, the chronic pain when she has it. And I thought about this and, and it's like, a stable reward and there's equations for describing reward and they're used on you by Instagram they're used on you by Twitter in order to engage you they see what you get reward from and they give you more of it but what I saw is you can actually take those equations that they use for rewarding people and you can reverse engineer them both so you can sort of find ways where you get the rewards you want and also to sort of balance all the noise that's coming in all the time. There's, you know, going in Instagram, going into Twitter, reading your email, all this stuff is coming in. You can use the reward equation to sort of filter out the things that you don't want to hear. So that's the key there. I, I'm kind of taking these algorithms people are using on you and I'm trying to let them help you deal with all the sort of stuff that's coming in to you. Can you explain a little further? How do I how do I reverse engineer all these powerful apps? <laughs> well, let me take an example. Let's start with the basics here. So let's start with Netflix. So we've all been watching a lot of Netflix. It's very nice that we're coming out of the corona period now. We've been watching a lot of Netflix. And what always happens is the first episode is brilliant, right? You, you turn on Netflix series. It's very exciting. Um, really good first episode. Then the second one maybe sort of drops down a bit. And the third one starts to go down. Or maybe it goes up a bit, but, but basically you want to know, when should I stop watching? And my idea is the following. So you give every episode a rank out of 10. It doesn't have to be 10, but 10 is a good number. And you keep a sort of average in your head of the rank. So if we have the first episode, we give it a nine. It's brilliant. Then the second episode, let's give that one a seven. And what we do is we do nine plus seven divided by two, and that's eight. And that's our running score for the series. And so the next episode that comes in, it might be a six. And so you do eight plus six, eight is your running score. You add it to the six and you divide by two, you get um, seven. And now that's your running score. And you use that score. You set a threshold for when you should just switch off and stop watching that Netflix series. And so that's actually what I do. Sometimes my wife gets a bit annoyed with this, but uh, that's what I do. And, and I have a very high threshold, a seven, I'll stop. If it was eight plus seven, then it's 15. I round up to 16 and divide, so I get eight. So I do rounding up. But basically, if, you're, if your score goes to a seven, 
it's it's over and that you can apply to everything you know i mean you can you start with your netflix but you can also think what am i really getting from sitting there with instagram scrolling uh, scrolling down to to different things what what do i actually get back from those those types of activities that's why discovery plus is so great you watch any show (laughs) any show on discovery plus and the quality is just going to be 10 out of 10 it's the streaming yeah well that's that's the that's it's it's great i'm i'm sure i'm totally sure that you're right about that one but i sometimes do get a bit nervous when i think about it in the context of my own book like when my dad when my dad was reading it he started giving grades to the different chapters and i was just worried you know chapter eight he just cuts and says right now i'm not going any further so uh, no that is it's difficult thinking of as as a producer of this entertainment is a bit more worrying but i definitely recommend it as a consumer Hopefully you rated that conversation 10 out of 10. Again, that was David Sumter, a professor of applied mathematics and author of the 10 equations that rule the world and how you can use them too. David will be back tomorrow to explain how math can help you decide to quit a job or end a relationship and how to know whether to use math for things like that in the first place. There's a new way to predict one of the weirdest behaviors of black holes. Black holes are some of the most extreme objects in the universe. They are so massive and the gravity is so strong that if a particle gets close enough and passes the point of no return, it can never escape. That point of no return is called the event horizon. But the space immediately outside the black hole's event horizon is also pretty intense. Even there, the extreme mass of the black hole warps the path of light going by. It warps that light so much that a funny thing can happen. If a black hole is between another astronomical object, like a galaxy, and an observer, like you, light can loop around the black hole before it reaches you. This looping makes multiple images of the same galaxy appear essentially an infinite number of times. Now, until now, we've only had experimental observations of exactly how and where these multiple images would appear. But recently, a young Danish researcher at the Niels Bohr Institute has dug into the math and produced an exact result. To illustrate, imagine that a black hole is a dartboard. The bullseye is surrounded by the event's horizon, and every ring outside of that is some distance from the black hole itself. For a simple, non-moving black hole, once you see the first image, you need to look about 500 times closer to the black hole, or 500 times further in towards the bullseye, to see the next image. The next images would quickly become impossible to tease apart, since they would get more and more squished at each stage. But black holes rotate, and this rotation changes how the light interacts with them. It turns out that the extra images wind up in a different place for rotating black holes. At the extremes, for very fast-spinning black holes, if you wanted to find the next image, you might need to look five or even just two times closer to the bullseye, as opposed to 500. This makes the images much easier for us to observe. Astronomers can now use this new math to test our current understanding of physics and to learn more about the universe. For instance, it can help us figure out how a black hole is spinning from our vantage point here on Earth. These extra images also let us look at the galaxy back in time. 
because it takes longer for the light to loop around the black hole. Each image is from farther and farther back in time. This gives us a way to understand the evolution of galaxies far away. As more black holes are discovered, we can use them to unlock deeper and deeper mysteries of the universe. And that's what I call a bullseye. All right, well, let's do a quick recap of what we learned today. Well, we learned that math can make us happier people, according to David Sumter. Now, sure, your favorite apps and streaming services have algorithms that give you stable rewards, but you can reverse engineer those algorithms to flip the script. Start to consciously rate how much you're getting out of scrolling or watching a new show. Simple awareness could help you stop wasting time and start focusing on the things that you want to focus on. It's a good thing every episode of this podcast is rated five stars. So it's one less thing for you to have to worry about, right? <laughs> right? No, but seriously, please give us five stars. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing that we're talking about like doing this in a notebook or something. But, you know, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts right now if you wanted to. It's amazing <laughs> what technology can do. I did not think you were going to yes and me there, but you <laughs> did. And I just want to let you know I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one who can shamelessly self-promote. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but seriously, what David said about rating things really hit home with me, especially with Scrolling social media apps, like I eventually uninstalled Instagram and I, I never use Instagram anymore because I realized I would like look at it. Let's say I'd pick it up and look at it for five minutes. At no point in my life on Instagram did I ever look at anything on there and be like, this made my life better or this made me smarter or this makes me a more interesting person. I'm sure there's educational stuff you can follow on there. Like if you follow curiosity.com on there, but there's a lot of it. There's just like, this isn't, this isn't adding value, like really, you know, real value to me. And I don't have to, you don't have to learn all the time, right? Like we all need breaks, but yeah, for me, I just, I just started rating it lower and lower and get rid of that. So pay attention the next time you scroll on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, see how much you're really getting out of it. Cause sometimes you got to really think about it to kind of understand, you know, what you're getting back. Yeah. It's kind of like mindlessly reaching into a chip bag. You're not really paying attention to whether you're enjoying the chips or whether you're feeling full or not. You're just doing it because of the sensation. And that's never really a good reason to do anything. Yeah. Be like the Russians in Soviet Russia. Algorithm program you. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> and we learned that a Danish researcher has crunched the numbers to more accurately predict one of the weirdest behaviors of black holes. That is, the way that light from a distant object loops around the black hole before it reaches our eyes. This new math can help us learn more about the universe in general and black holes in particular. Cody, when we talked about this at first, like you were super amazed by it, right? We're living in bizarro world because I pitched a story about black holes that I was like, this is cool. And you were like, no, it's not. Why is it cool? And I had to explain it. This is literally opposite day. It's not, that doesn't make sense. But like, that's not how things have worked for the last, what, four years we've worked together? There, there is a hazard that comes with this job is sometimes I learn too much about a subject and it becomes normal. And mm. I, I, I have to prevent that from happening. But, you know, I, we've talked on the show before about how black holes and other massive objects can create gravitational lensing where the objects behind them appear bigger. They actually create sort of a lens in space time and they they magnify things. 
And in that magnification, the objects can actually show up multiple times. You can have a bunch of copies of them. And so that's what I thought you were pitching. And then what it took me a while to realize is what you were saying was not only are there multiple images, but those images are all from different snapshots in time. And that is super cool. Time traveling black hole lensing. Yeah, you know, devil's in the details. <laughs> no, it 100% of it is cool. I was just a stick in the mud. And hey, I only understood 50% of it. So the first time I explained it to you, I'm sure I did it very poorly. Science is hard sometimes, even for us who generally know what we're doing. It is. The writer for today's last story was Brianna Brownell. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who was also an audio editor on today's episode. Our producer and lead audio editor is Cody Goff. I don't think you need an algorithm to know that you really should join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 